The podcast which you are about to hear was originally recorded on Friday, May 9th. We present it to you now, one week later, Friday, May 16th. The reason for this inconvenience, for which we greatly apologize, is, well, to tell the truth, in his old age, Cameron has become lazy and shiftless. He will oftentimes sleep through large chunks of the day, his head nodding crazily as though it were on a spring as he sits at his desk, desperately trying to keep himself awake. I don't see you doing the podcast. Once again, we apologize for the inconvenience. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. It's Friday, May 9th, 2008, and this is The Relevant Podcast, back in full effect. Everyone's back from the Forbidden Zone. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here to my left now, we, I, we had to move a couple seats around, to my left now is Editorial Director Adam Smith. Hello. I'm disoriented. <laughs> Directly across from me is my lovely wife, Maya Strang. Hi, this is really weird. And to my right, shoved in the corner, is web guru Lloyd. This is in no way weird, and I feel like I'm claiming the power I rightfully deserve. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't tell, Lloyd is in my former seat. Uh, This edition of the podcast should be back to normal for you. We have everybody here. The Pro Tools uh, studio was not only resurrected, it was improved. Ooh. We upgraded the version of Pro Tools. Nice. And we moved it to a laptop. We put some ground effects on it. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear the difference. Yeah. Dropped it down. It's looking good. This week's podcast, we've got some cool things coming up. We have a live in-studio performance by Dismas which has been in the can for about three months. Sweet. It's been waiting. It's been fermenting. It's been marinating. No, because we canned it, it's still fresh. (laughs) Oh, well, good point. Good point. It was vacuum sealed. uh, Leland we kept in a barrel, and that ended up fermenting. I believe it was was an old (laughs) sherry barrel, so they had a a slightly new, fresh taste. Yeah, I thought it was actually better. Mm. (laughs) With age? Mm -hmm. Whereas Dismas, they didn't change with age. No, Dismas... As you, fresh as the day it was born. Dismas, you want to keep fresh. Leland, you want to you want to age in oak barrels. Nice. <laughs> it was good, too. You know? This Always, was two weeks ago. It went but down I mean, smooth. Yeah, it was tawny with hints of s- <laughs> smoke and flint and uh, a delightful chocolate nose. So it tasted <laughs> like Michigan. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Smoke and flint. And unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, you know, entertainment releases, if you listen to the, the um, I don't know, what do we call last week's? Uh, debacle? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, debacle? I liked it. I thought hey, it went we, well. Yeah, we, we, you know, we worked hard on that We thing. held our own. Come on. It, no. it was a success. I think so. You didn't even listen to it. <laughs> I did. Jesus I've heard it's a I success. I think it was picked up too well, much. that's just what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lloyd didn't like it. Uh, We instituted some changes last week. Adam and I made some executive decisions. We thought the naysayers are out of the room. We're going to make some changes. 
That's what we said. No, well, <laughs> what was actually happening was Maya and, Maya and I went and did a podcast about scrapbooking. <laughs> 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 Lloyd had his special scissors with her. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Scissors in plural. I have, I have many of them now. Yeah. <laughs> You've been collecting for what, fourteen years? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, okay. Well, one of the executive decisions we made, and we made many of them, but one of them, a lot of them, affect you guys All directly. Right. But Ooh. one of them was we are no longer doing the current day's entertainment releases. We are doing the next week's entertainment releases. What? That sounds smart. Yeah, it makes sense because. If you don't listen to it the day it's supposed to come out, and 90% of the time it doesn't come out on Friday, right. then, then you've probably already dated. seen the movies we're talking about. Yeah. And we're, we're pontificating about movies that you've probably already yeah. seen, and you're calling us idiots. We're looking at the future. All right. And yeah. we don't like to be called idiots. Yeah, I, for one, am not going to sit around and let people call me a moron. You know? <laughs> Anymore. I was like, I've had enough no of it. It hurts. And the one <laughs> the thing that's doing it is these entertainment releases. <laughs> every, every week, kids would jeer at me. Be like, oh, nice movies that already came out, moron. They throw <laughs> things at me. And I was like, enough's enough. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we're improving. So, did you we're do changing. that last week? Yeah, yes. we looked ahead. Okay. We did. So, last week we skipped. Last so, week we talked about today's. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And this today we'll talk about next Friday. Okay, I'm ready. So, we're looking ahead to May 16th, Friday, May 16th. Mm. We, the movies coming out are very limited. Oh. We oh. have one. What? It's the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Oh, and that's probably why, because it's gonna be so big, nobody wanted to go up against it. It's true. And I got a, I got a, I got an, I uh, an invitation Narnia. from the studio today for, you know, said, you know, we would really like you to have the opportunity of experiencing this movie before the nationwide release. You know, here RCP, you could take one guess if you would like, mm-hmm. and it's for May fifteenth, the night before it comes out. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the a, heads up. It should be a couple days so people can review it properly. It should, well, it should be a week or so yeah. for something like this, but I'm just saying. We're so May go. 15th, we're, we're sitting for free, right? yo. Yeah. <laughs> and free. Cam- Cameron and I have learned the difficult way that when you go to an advanced screening of movies, you're dealing with a segment of society you don't usually come in contact with. <laughs> Maybe the flea market. Yeah, they're the bag chair people, you know. The people who have the chairs and bags that fold out. Right. And uh, they don't even know what movies are going to be. Right. They're just ready to wait in line for Every whatever's Tuesday, that. Every Tuesday, they're like, well, this line. is free, you know. Oh, and then, well, it's that mixed in with newspaper movie reporters, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who have a very high sense of themselves. Yeah. Right. That, because their entire life focus is to criticize others. Mm-hmm. Right. So it and sounds usually, like a mix of crazy people. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like going to Walmart at any time past 10 <laughs> That's p.m. That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. You wow. can buy the chairs to wait in line there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're just playing ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, so Prince Caspian's coming out. I uh, don't really need to talk about it. It's 1,300 years after the first one. It doesn't but seem like it's been year, that long, does and, it? It's only one year in wow. the kids' lives. Man. In 1300 I swear in it was like a, a year or two ago I saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies. Time Music flies. coming out on Tuesday. Now, now you may get confused here. Following Tuesday? No, it's this Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. So it's all in the same it's week. It's all in one week. Tuesday and Friday. Well, you know, what if maybe somebody if listens music, to it on Monday well, then of next just, week, and then they think Tuesday tomorrow, and they go try and buy it, and they're like, comes out next Tuesday. No, no. It's no, no, that it Tuesday. Is, it is. It's the 13th. It's Tuesday it's and Friday. Tuesday the, the 13th and the 16th. Friday the 16th. What we ought to do oh, is start doing music okay. first. Yeah. That way people won't get confused. It's true. Right. Well, they'll run out the door. They'll be like, you know, I'm listening to it on Friday lunchtime. This comes out today. I'm gone. And then they'll miss out 
out on some potential album purchases. <laughs> <laughs> so music coming out uh, three days prior to the Prince Caspian. If it just got quieter, like for no reason, like you heard a, a cut or a transition and then now it's quite a bit quieter. We turned off our rotisserie. <laughs> we, had some, we had some chickens going. And what, what, because I'm in this position of power, instead of using the reclining chair, I was using a flotation device that was making me hover much like Yoda uses in the Star Wars movies. Oh, and man. our AC cut off. Okay. Death Cap for Cuties coming out with narrow stairs. Jason Mraz. Is that right? Yeah. Mraz? M-R-A-Z. Yeah. Mraz. Mraz. We sing, we dance, we steal things. Nice. Joy Electric with my grandfather, the Cubist. I can't believe they're still around. Yeah, people people dig on Joy Electric. I know. Good for them. The Myriad uh, with with arrows, with poise. Yeah, you remember they released the, uh, the EP that was like half of that? It was like with poise or something, or with it was one of the two. Okay, yeah, just let's just move along. <laughs> Showbread is coming out. Uh, what this list looks like with two albums. They they are what? anorexia, or you, can, or you can buy them together. Anorexia and nerv- nervosa, and you put it together. Anorexia and nervosa, an eating disorder. Nice. That's, uh, that's a lovely name for yeah, an album. Then it's <laughs> wonderfully uh, sensitive. Sensitive, and, right? And bread is in their name. So what's up with that? Yeah. All right, so that's your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Portishead. Um, the song is from their new album, Third. Crazy. <laughs> Weirdly awesome. Though. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the new single from Coldplay called Violet Hill. Violet Hill. Uh, the common thread of the albums this week or the songs this week that we're playing are they have released recently and they're mm. still new and notable. Nice. I, I, I thought it was maybe like stuff we think. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a little heads up to people. I am a longtime early adopter of, of iTunes, longtime user of iTunes. I legally purchase all of my music. I do 80 or 90% of it through iTunes. Um, their encoding stuff, uh, their DRM restrictions have really annoyed me. And all of a sudden, uh, Amazon launches AmazonMP3.com. And they have a little widget that will sync it up with your iTunes, right? Nice. So Amazon MP3 is the exact same music, same price, 99 cents a track. It's DRM free, though. There's no restrictions on it. And when you one-click purchase, just like with iTunes, you know, one time you put in your credit card information, whatever, and from mm-hmm. then on, it's one click. It automatically starts downloading and shows up your iTunes. So it's the exact same experience. However, an entire album at AmazonMP3.com is eight ninety nine really? instead of nine or eleven ninety nine at really? iTunes. All the fun without Ooh. the chains. Um, without the chains <laughs> yeah. and a buck less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds good. Uh, websites run by the Russian mafia are considerably less expensive than, the, than that <laughs> and legal in Russia. Uh, the, the only problem with these websites, though, is that typically if you find one, you use it for a couple months, uh, that mafia either 
becomes incarcerated or yeah, got overthrown. Or yeah. 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 yeah, and the website no longer works. Yeah. So, so you just have to keep moving. You from, gotta keep moving oh, from man. site to site, like traveling people. Yeah, and they do steal your identity about once every six months. So all in all, Amazon probably. Probably best bet. Yeah. Well, I'm not really a big Amazon. You know, I I like Apple. I want to support the cause. I'm, I'm, you know, I've drank the Kool Aid. But, you know, you give me a DRM free for cheaper. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Well, and it's and still one click. It's not And I think the, the more that people do that, then Steve Jobs will be like, you know what? This makes sense. Let's just do that. Yeah. Apple's moving yeah. toward DRM free, I believe. Yeah. They are slowly. They announced it months ago, and they haven't done hardly any of it. So yeah. for people out there like me, what's DRM free mean? There's no restrictions. If you buy something at iTunes, it'll only play on five computers, and it'll only you play... You have to authorize it. You have to uh, authorize it and okay. stuff so like that. So if I want to listen to your music and it pops that little authorization Yeah, thing. it's a pain. Yeah. So anyway, Amazon MP3 people, and they didn't pay us for that's just a little tip. That's just a little. Something. Oh, I was about to say today's podcast is sponsored yeah. by Amazon.com MP3 purchases, <laughs> and they got that wonderfully ill-conceived uh, portable reading device. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that Kindle. I can't imagine the Kindle. Wanting. Oh, but it's selling out all over the place. Is it and really? It's a huge I can't phenomenon. believe that. That's huge amazing. Phenomenon. Wow. Huge. They can't keep it in stock. I tell you what, I love eye strain. <laughs> have you seen, no, have you seen one though? Uh, I've seen the the pictures. It looks like the printed page. Does I it was really? shocked how really? it looked. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh. There you go. Wow. But the problem with that is, if I spill something, um, I can't wipe it up with my Kindle. And previously, I was able to do that. I was going to say, if you spill something, you cannot line the. You would die of electrocution. You (laughs) wouldn't die if you had a book in your hand. (laughs) I can read a book in the bathtub without without fear of death. Yeah, you can't line a cat litter tray with Kindle. (laughs) Well, you could if you were very, very rich, (laughs) very extravagant. Is that uh, is that several Kindles on the bottom of your cat's litter tray? Yes, Yes. and diamonds. Just be careful if she peed. All right. Okay, so now slices. There we go. All right, so um, this is a slice that I feel like is probably going to make everyone feel like scumbags because this guy is just amazing. Uh, 73-year-old man. Adam, in, is, it, is that how you felt after reading it? I, I did, and trust me, you will too. Oh, okay. um, 73-year-old man in uh, Louisiana won the $97 million Powerball ticket uh, back in January. Okay. Now, he just now claimed his prize. And you know why? Why? Because he was a contractor rebuilding houses after Hurricane Katrina. And he said he wanted to finish up all his work before he retired. So he didn't even claim the prize until he'd finished all his houses they started. You know, um, wow. what would have been better is if he claimed the prize and, and you, for Yeah, the I know what I was going to say. That's where I thought it was going. Hmm. No, well, he kept the money. Man, I think he's still a great guy. He just wanted to get paid for his work before he went and got <laughs> all his money. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. What How a long jerk. do you have to claim your ticket? It's a year, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's I a full know. year. Yeah. Okay. You're British. Long. How do you know? That's what the British rules are. Yeah, when uh, they're well, wonky. That's probably in, <laughs> it's probably in metric then. Because, uh, well, it's either that or you get hunted down by medieval knights. <laughs> no one wants that. I think your year is like 15 months for us. I just made a joke saying it's that medieval knights hunt you down, but thinking about it, our national lottery, the people who run it, the, the, the group that do it is called Camelot. So <laughs> yeah. it actually may be protected be by, by medieval knights. Hmm. By blades of glory. <laughs> yes. That one's for... 
early adopters. Snapple fact of the day, the real fact number 185, a male kangaroo is called a boomer. It's called boomer. A boomer. Boomer. <laughs> yeah, that, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, next slide. I believe that one. Um, I have a story here. This, this young man suffers from something which, when I when I tend to get um, this particular uh, affliction, it, it's the most annoying thing, okay? Christopher Sands from Lincoln. He's 24 years old, and since he was um, very, very young, since, when, since he was 15, he's now 24, he has suffered from um, constant vomiting and heartburn because of a valve problem in his stomach, but mm-hmm. he is now, for 15 months, hiccuped. Non stop for fifteen months, and so basic doctors—they've they've kind of done as many tests as they can. They don't actually know, but they think it's because of this valve problem. So they're going in to operate, but for fifteen months he's been hiccuping non stop. Euthanization. Wow! Wow! I was like, I is he going to say jump out? Overboard. Yeah, I was going to say the surgery is probably just the doctor puts on a scary Frankenstein mask, <laughs> and jumps out. <laughs> Oh, all right, has, we're has done he, here. Has he tried to hold his breath and yeah. drink a sip of water? I'm, tr- I'm going to guess that they've tried all the, the no. usual methods. Honestly, my, I think you should write him and suggest that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to. Hey, I he saw four specialists before one said you yeah. drink water. You can. He could hang upside down, and eat peanut butter. That'll that'll clear peanut it right butter. Up. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, it you it made sounds that like something up. that might work. Doesn't yeah, because I normally, if I get them, I I drink water upside down. Yeah, my my. What? What? How do you do that? Um, do you it all over himself? Yeah. Do you have? No. Like you go like you put the cup like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to even, show people, that's but not you possible. I can't. I can't verbally describe You're it. You're a liar. No. Um, my mom always used to say <laughs> stack greased BBs, but then my mom said a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm telling you, euthanization. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I that's hate a hiccups. Well, 15 months. I Probably. doubt it's one he wants to claim. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to be in the Guinness World Record. My dog gets hiccups. For 15 months? No, but it's really weird. She gets them all the time. She's just trying to make a correlation, okay? Gosh. <laughs> I'm just thinking that, you know, sometimes if someone's talking to you and they they have hiccups, it can be irritating because you're like, <laughs> they're, they're talking and the hiccups, I'm just going to ignore them. But if you live with someone who all the time is hiccuping, they would never finish a sentence like correctly without there being breaks all the way through. You'd eventually be like, S- I bet the people ha- who hang around him have actually or- already thought about euthanization. <laughs> Somebody that, stop that old him. wise tale about the, or wives tale about like your heart stops every time you hiccup. Does it? I've heard it about sneezing. Well, maybe it's sneezing. I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. I've heard about it that your heart stops every time a kitten dies. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's yeah, why you're trying I'm to not, save those kittens outside, Lloyd. Sure. They're they're doing fine. I've noticed they're getting rid of all the lizards and rats that you've fester got, around our building. Got, <laughs> you've got mongrel kittens hanging around. <laughs> yes, they live. Have you seen them? No. They live in that little crack of an alley between our building and the next oh, building. Oh wait, we have Mark. I yeah. didn't mention Lloyd. Relevant. No, no he tried to save them, and and he went uh, Philip said the crack. he can hear them in his wall. He can't, well, no, that's live. where they're getting into. There's a small gap. It's not big at all, but it's enough that they're, they're definitely getting. But the thing is, soon I'm worried one of them's going to not realize how big he's got. Get in there and then just be stuck. So we've got vermin. Then, uh, Phil's going to have a horrible odor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I used to just hear stuff in our walls. Cats, so, yes. Cats are vermin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope they don't turn out to be like pumas or something. And one day one of them just comes through the wall at Philip. At full speed. (laughs) Kind of like the Kool Aid guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Philip's like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, all Instead right, of I, liquid refreshment, he brings death. <laughs> I guess that'll do it for slices. I have a little surprise later on, so it's probably good if this is a little short. Up next, though, stay tuned for a live performance by Dismas. Listening to nouns from their new album, <laughs> No Age. The the problem Person with their music, <laughs> yeah, their problem with their music is that there's no action. No, <laughs> no. I, I find it very that bothers me. Oh, what they're not even Adam. passive. Yeah, you know, it's they're just there. Oh, uh, grammar jokes <laughs> that proves we're cool. Reminds you of being back in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me of growing up. Yeah, it's like, it reminds me right. of Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Um, recently, Dismas came through the Relevant Studios and recorded a live session for us. Which we subsequently canned to keep fresh. <laughs> right. We've been there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've been we, there. What we did, Cameron, is we sealed it hermetically <laughs> to lock in the freshness. <laughs> okay. Um, uh. And so... Yeah, they have a new album. It's self-titled. It's Dismas. It's out on Forefront Records right now. You can check them out at dismas.com. It's D-I-Z-M-A-S, for those of you taking notes. Uh, you can see them at MySpace, check out the music, and without any further ado, here is Dismas. Hey, everybody. We're Dismas. Uh, I'm Zach Zegan. I'm the lead vocalist. Um, to my left here playing lead guitar is John Howard. Um, over here playing rhythm guitar is uh, my brother, Josh Zegan. Um, and then the two guys sitting here, they're just uh, here for moral support right now, um, is Nick Aranda. He plays the bass. Yeah. And uh, our drummer is Clayton Hunt, and he's relaxing right now, just chilling. So um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and play a song. Um, actually, um, as you can imagine, being in a band, um, it's kind of kind of hectic when you're out on the road a lot of times uh you get phone calls from your record label telling you to uh record five songs in five days out of nowhere when you really don't have very much material to record and uh anyways uh that happened to us recently and uh this is one of those songs that we wrote Um, it's called yours it's our new single hope you like it Like the sky has never been so blue But it's not the way it used to be Cause there was a time that I was without you Before I said that I believe Give this up I want to hold your hand Take away this fear That's like an ocean in my head I want to tell you now What I couldn't say before You are everything That I was always looking for So take me where you want me Take me cause I want to be 
to break It's keeping me away from you But you stay patient while I make mistakes I'm learning how to trust that you song is uh, called Play It Safe, uh, uh, just about us uh, trying to avoid playing it safe in life. So. So oh. 
Listening to Mud Crutch. It's Mud Crutch, right? <laughs> yeah, Mud Crutch. No, that's cool. Yeah, from from the self-titled album Mud Crutch, which is still new and notable at AmazonMP3.com. Hey, Amazon's good at content. It's DRM free. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Maybe thank you please so support what you're doing We'd financially. Really like have some Kindles. Yeah, we were actually going to advertise with you guys, but that one dude made fun of the Kindle, so. <laughs> Deals off. The Kindle is like our child. <laughs> I think it is their child. Um, literally, biologically. Amazon birthed it. It's a little weird. Okay, so uh, apparently I cut short slices. Maya had a slice that I thought might be worth mentioning briefly. Yeah. Bring this thing out. Did, I just want to let, let you all know that it is possible if you are shocked by 25,000 volts... Your clothes will singe off. Yeah. <laughs> you will become naked. Oh, wait, yeah. how do you know this? Because it happened to Personal a 16-year-old over in Wingim, England. Let me look at that. that. Wingim. W i g a n. Sounds like a character from Lord Wingen. of the Rings. Wingim, England. W i g a n. Yeah, he was going Wingen. after his. Uh, not Wigan. soccer. Wigan. Wigan. What did I say? Wingim. Oh. You added a letter. Hey. Doesn't matter. It's good. He was going after his rugby ball, and he, um, the electricity Someone from had made it electric- electrical. <laughs> <laughs> the electricity on the uh, railway bridge leaped across onto his steel-toed boots and shocked him, and his clothes singed off. Was he okay? Yeah, he's alive. He okay, walked, he walked back to the no, game. He, he walked back to the game holding the ball and a smile. <laughs> 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 and they're like, uh, "Where have you been?" Uh, you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the more ineffective ways to take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very quick. Wait, it sounds very effective. Well, it's very quick, <laughs> but that's there's effective. a lot of dangers involved. So, 
You, no, so it's, it's one a, of the least okay, safe. We'll say this. Most it's, a roll, it's a roll of the dice. Okay. All right. Just Agree. Kidding. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. That's my story. So I was thinking for feedback today, we would do something a little different. What? What? Well, we more changes? Yeah. Ooh, okay. More changes. Let's try it. Well, this is a one timer because oh. we recently have changed our email server to a new interface and everything. And because of that, I was going in and working with uh, Josh to set everything up. And we have a new interface for the feedback account and the editorial account. And because of that, so much spam and stuff happening with the accounts, I honestly haven't been able to get into the account for a long time. Like my, you know, it's just too overwhelming. So I haven't read the feedback and stuff in a long time. So this weekend, because all the spam was removed... Or this week, I was able to kind of catch up on the feedback. And there's uh-huh. a lot of questions and a lot of stuff that I thought would be fun to bring in front of everybody. Oh. Okay. Oh. So right. I was thinking what we should do now is kind of look back over the last few months of feedback. A little feedback time machine. It's a little feedback of Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a trip w- down memory lane. Sounds wacky new new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Logan wrote in and said that what he does to get de-stressed is he, he plays around a Frisbee golf. And he you said, know, I know that sounds lame. Do you not like Frisbee golf? <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. It's it's incredibly fun. Isn't it that where you throw a Frisbee stressful. into a, a bucket? Basket. Yeah. A basket. It's a lot of fun. I think it'd be frustrating. I used to do that a lot in Tallahassee. It's also very frustrating. Just the once. Sometimes. No. <laughs> 18 times. Adam Reynolds wrote in and said, on the April 25th podcast, we missed a key Bill Cosby uh, uh, joke opportunity. He said, when we were recounting people's scary animal encounters, there's a mention of ostriches and how terrifying they are. Um, he said, there's an exceptional and rare opportunity to reference Leonard Part 6, Bill Cosby's, <laughs> Bill Cosby's 1987 cult classic, which earned a stunning three raspberries award. In Leonard Part 6, there's a part where Bill Cosby makes a daring escape off a building by riding an ostrich. <laughs> So, uh, there you go. <laughs> Actually riding a real one or one of those costume ones? Pokemon! The poker with the mind, the poker... Yeah. I don't know. That's the Bill Cosby thing. The kids today, they don't listen to the jazz music. They listen to the rap music with the hipping and the hopping, which gives them the brain damage. <laughs> um, Mitch Wood wrote us, and his subject was, do you guys read these emails? And then it went nope. on. Yeah, we it was, do. It was very long, and I wrote him back and said, yes, we read them. <laughs> He said that uh, we missed uh, an opportunity when when I interviewed the producer, one of the producers of An Inconvenient Truth, um, that and that we didn't dialogue about the film afterwards. Um, oh, I was thinking it'd be another Bill Cosby reference. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> Leonard Part Seven to Ghost Dad. <laughs> yeah. I liked that movie when I was a kid. <laughs> Uh, he said he thinks it's misguided to put a uh, lump global warming into the kind of social justice issues like sex trade, abortion, the poor pornography and stuff um, that we address normally. And he thinks it's um, because it's controversial and that a lot of people have different opinions about global warming that it's uh, careless of us to lump it in all together. Did we lump it in? I thought I was just interviewing a movie maker who uh, and asked about that. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't but apparently we... I missed an opportunity to, to chide her to her face. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't think that we put it on the same, like, on some pedestal. I just, we were just talking about her process of making the film. Yeah. yeah. 
Chad, uh, Chad Milbrandt wrote in. He said issue 33's featuring Toronto was awesome. Um, I should preface this by saying Chad is a Canadian. Mm. So he thought that it was cool that we did Toronto. He said, you hosers really cram my passion flakies. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, Canada. My favorite was, and he spelled favorite with a U. Uh, oh, you. Of, of course he did. <laughs> my favorite was when Jason Boyette got tired after 40 minutes of church. I don't know how you do it down there, but uh, here in the Great White North, we got stamina, A. Eh? He's from Port Colborne, Ontario, Canada. I think he misused A. I think he did too. You can't. It's not a statement. It's turning a statement into a question. It's what I have just said. Is it not true? A. Yeah, you're asking for agreement with A. Are you? Are you? Are you somehow questioning if he's actually Canadian? Then I am. I you think he's a. I, I want him to send me a copy of some kind of like. I birth want documentation. Yes, birth certificate. Something. This one. The subject is complaint. And John Havens wrote in and said, I love Arrested Development, but there have been way too many AD references and slices lately. Don't kill it. Um, if you truly loved Arrested Development, you would know that there's no such thing as too many references. In fact, 75% of our conversation are direct quotes from Arrested Development. Jamie Lee Hurth wrote in and she says, does anyone else disagree? Now, I think this is hilarious because she just wanted to vent to somebody who would maybe agree with her. Because okay. <laughs> this has nothing to do with any recent podcast. She goes, does anyone else disagree with Wendy's trying to pass a vanilla shake as a frosty? Pa-? Yes. She says, yes, I, went, yes. I went through the drive-thru yesterday, ordered a medium frosty. The kid asked me which flavor. I simply said chocolate. I wanted to give him a lecture that a frosty does not have a flavor. It's flavor is simply frosty. Right. So. No, I totally and wholeheartedly agree. Still haven't had one. That's your misfortune. A frosty? Uh, um, yeah, mm. but I'm not going to have one for a while. So. <laughs> He's fallen on hard times. <laughs> Frosties are a little, little out of his budget. No, I'm avoiding all food groups beginning with F. <laughs> um, Ryan and Megan Flutes wrote in and said, what happened to slices over the last few months? That it used to actually have substance, and now it's just jokes. Hmm. Well. Oh. You're all wrong. right. Well, I know the difference. Jesse left. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does she mean slices on the site or slices yeah, on the, in the, on the podcast? Site. Well, um, maybe on both. I don't know. I don't know. She just says slices. Well, Generally, I mean, we're just not doing well. No, I mean, there have been... I well, think there, there has couple, been a difference. There are a couple been... down days, but check it check it in the last couple weeks. I'd well, maybe, find someone but maybe she is substance. Maybe it's just talking about the podcast. Maybe we aren't bringing substantive or thought-provoking slices well, the way we, we used to. Well, we didn't today. I know we didn't today. I had one a week, right. a week back that we didn't do. Maybe we should bring we it bring back. Su- we, we bring substantive You know what? Let's do this. Let's make a commitment that w- at least one slice a week will will be about something. Okay. And we'll... we'll in the podcast. We'll go ahead yes, and okay. podcast. We'll read it. <laughs> Not on the site. We need more than one a week on the site. <laughs> I was say. Uh, we'll read it in deadpan newscaster style, and then we will move on without discussion. <laughs> yeah. No, they we'll, don't just we'll have to be... a lot of time They don't just have to be, like, sad. They can't, it, we don't need to hear, like, harrowing news. No, no. Just <laughs> serious. And then we won't discuss it, and we'll move on, spend, like, ten minutes on the kid gang as clothes shocked off. Right. Okay. Agreed. And that should make everyone happy. <laughs> Michael HSU. Sue. Sue. Okay. Michael Sue wrote in. He says, I'm a small fan of your podcast. How tall? What? He's five foot four, 130 pounds. Okay. <laughs> I appreciated that. Oh, he says, I'm surprised you have no idea what you can do to relax. Dude, I don't, have, I don't know what to do to relax because I'm so busy working. I mean, come on. 
I don't spend any time thinking about this stuff. He says, here's just a little slice of what you can do. And he lists me a few. Listen to Neil Diamond. Oh. Punch whale sharks. (laughs) If you can't find any, club baby seals. Oh. Hmm. Play World of Warcraft and or RuneScape. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, no, no. No, 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 no. Start huge fires. I've that actually one, done that. Yeah, that does that. actually relieve yeah. a lot of stress. Cameron did that as a child. Have employee death matches. That would relieve stress, actually. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> it, would, it would relieve stress and it would relieve some HR problems. Yeah. Layoffs and, would take care of themselves. Yeah. And it would cause a few HR problems, <laughs> right. ultimately. To get a solid, tight uh, thing they'd sign. A waiver. Yeah. You'd have to have some kind of liability waiver. Right. Well, welcome to your employment here at Relevant. You might die. Yeah. Here's, you <laughs> have this. to sign this exonerating us of all responsibility should <laughs> if you be killed. <laughs> if you, you don't, don't know how to wield a battle axe. Yeah. <laughs> if you're tardy twice this week, you will be subjected to an employee death match. Yeah. You may come out on top. If you do... Hopefully you next get, week you'll be here. You on time. Yeah. You, you're, you, by all means, you are allowed to be tardy if you know you are a stone cold killer. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you, if you if you're just breezing through people, then come in whatever time you want. <laughs> yeah. We're glad to have you. You've got as much flex time as you want if you can hey, if, like murder people with battle axes. Yeah, he's like that. Who am I going to criticize? On? I'm not going to tell him to come in on time. <laughs> yeah, Hi, welcome. Is there anything I can do for you? Um, let's see. Uh, flatten pennies on the train tracks. Start kangaroo boxing matches. Oh. Smear poop on the walls. <laughs> oh, what? Huh. Do you remember that one? Kara said that. Yeah. She smears poop on the walls. Do you like It's gosh, old. That's, it's old. That's really old. Staple boards to a duck's neck and see if it falls over. Oh, oh man. Oh, Do you remember oh, that? Maybe not. Okay, now Very we're going wires. a little bit too much into the animal cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> going a nice ride in the park on a penny farthing. So this is this is basically all podcast references. He's trying. He's trying to become. He's showing us, the, he's showing his us wide he, variety of knowledge. It's, it's a who's little a, too literal. Yeah, James. Uh, here's something you've you've got to learn: is that a vast array of podcast knowledge is not something you brag about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that, like a, does, that does not equal girls. A lot of the time, Adam and I could reference the, the exact first appearance of many of the Marvel characters. No, I don't know what you're Listen, talking about, Lloyd. But I've we never don't. read comic books in my life. Michael, Michael Sue's uh, signature is programmer analyst. Are we at all surprised? <laughs> you called him James. Uh, that's mean. Huh? You called him James. Did I? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's... That's what he gets. Yeah, that's, that's what you get, James Michael. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We have to go. We have to go. We've got to make a death match. <laughs> Me and Adam. Uh, Todd Garton wrote in and said he received the current issue and went online to check out the online bonuses, but it, they weren't current. Uh, Lloyd, you want to address that one? <laughs> Adam, there do you now. want to address that one? <laughs> <laughs> They're there now. All right. Go there now. Go there now. There you go. Uh, <laughs> A lot of these aren't podcast related, particularly. I said the feedback people. account. It's just the feedback account. Okay. I'm just so going through the so feedback account. Going, okay. Just okay, general. so this one's subject is editorial question of the week. Hey, sorry, I can't write that without thinking of the theme song. Uh, it's from Kirsten Wade, who's in Australia. Nice. In Euladulia. 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 I think that's in the outback. Um, <laughs> she said, contrary to popular belief, the land down under is not really that dangerous. Uh, is that something I we said? Thought, Did we say that? I thought yeah. women roared and men thundered. What, what? Isn't the center dangerous? Or men plundered or something. 
Subsequently, her animal encounter was not with a crocodile or venomous snake or emu or platypus or evil koala, but it's just a, uh, with a domesticated feline. She was five years old when she wandered into the kitchen with an arm dripping with blood and a mouthful of fur. My mother asked me with some anxiety what had happened. I calmly explained that our pet cat had bitten me, so with the well-reasoned lodging, logic that only a five-year-old can possess, I bitten it back. Oh, enough blood, to get fur in the mouth. The, the blood on my arm was from where this poor, traumatized animal had retaliated with a frenzied scratching as I sunk my teeth into her neck. Ew. I still have the scar, but unfortunately, I don't have the cat. <laughs> oh, man. She, she started acting very aggressively, she hiding sunk. under tables and chairs and then pounding on us when we, or pouncing on us when we walked into the room. The vet explained that a chemical imbalance in her brain was to blame and convinced my parents to get her put down. My mother neglected to explain that certain incidents may have resulted in the formation <laughs> yeah. of the cat's vendetta certain, against certain the human kind. may have been in- introduced. I'm worried. She, she, but she went for the neck. It's like, what does she do now? Stay in all day and go out at night? <laughs> she sounds a lot like a vampire. <laughs> she, I mean, that's how young vampires start on the smaller animals. <laughs> yeah, they... You know, you think it's no big deal at first. I'm just going to drink this cat's blood. It's no big deal. And before you know it, you're a Dracula. Yeah. All right. Podcast feedback from Frith Hughes. Uh, it says, this isn't an answer to the editorial question of the week, but I just noticed something. This He wrote this on April 27th, so it's that's how she. far back we've gotten. She's a she. Frith? We're, we're Facebook friends, Frith and I. Oh, okay. Uh, but I just noticed something. Zealand. Do you realize how much of the content of the podcast is animal-themed? I mean, mm-hmm. let me just mention a few. This starts a while back. Uh, bird smoothies, koali uh-huh. fish, uh-huh. mandrabbits, mm-hmm. and other such hybrid animals. The long-running squirrel saga, whale sharks, moguls. Okay, they're not specifically animals, but you get my point. <laughs> Lloyd's pig and other veterinary mishaps. I'm, even, uh, it's not my pig. I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's human. <laughs> even, even gorillas in the most recent podcast. There are probably lots more, but those are the ones that come to mind right at the moment. What gives? Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty much obsessed with the podcast, and I like animals. But wow, you guys love animals. Frith, I do. They're they're hmm. funny. Animals <laughs> no, are funny Lloyd's, when they. Lloyd doesn't love animals. Animals love Lloyd. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> oh man, there's so many things I could say. Um, are the animals are funny. Yeah. There you go. They're funny when you ascribe human qualities to them. It just it's, happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much a a good formula for comedy. Take a ridiculous looking animal, subscribe a human quality to it, and you have a comic gold mine. Nicole Crane uh, wrote in and told us about a fundraiser her church is doing uh, where they're asking guys to pay 10 bucks to grow a mustache. And it's to support Bloodwater Mission. Wait, you have mm-hmm. to... I mean, You I pay can, money to I'm grow a mustache. I'm able to grow a mustache for free. Yeah, I know. Do they give you um, some kind of topical treatment? I'm offended, to by, this, I'm, I'm offended <laughs> by this fundraising event. You've got a little fuzz over there. Yeah, and that's about as much as it goes to. <laughs> a Lloyd little actually fuzz. hasn't shaved in several years. <laughs> and that... That right there is his full beard. Leanne Basoka wrote in, she says, Ever since your September, October 07 issue and the excellent article, The Shelf Life of God, I've been meaning to tell you how much I appreciate Relevant. Each oh, issue challenges me, challenges me spiritually and forces me to re-examine ideas I've taken for granted. It's full of variety, makes me laugh, has great graphic design, and even the paper has a nice, che- nice texture. She says, okay, so I'm a bibliophile. The writing's impressive, and I don't think I've ever found a typo. I'm also an editor. Keep up the quality work. Well, you know what? You're not a very uh, good editor because there's been a lot of typos. <laughs> We've found typos many a time. <laughs> there's been a lot of typos. Like, I don't know, Rob Hill, for, an- for instance. Instead of Rob Bell. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Amongst other things. It's not spelled wrong, though. No. No, it, it, Hill is spelled correctly. as correctly yeah. as you possibly could. You know, 
With three well, L's. Well done. Might be the wrong word, but at least they're all spelled yeah, right. Yeah, it's spelled so right. So she's correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brooke Luby wrote in about the fake Plastic World article and the current issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, I was astounded how much the article echoed my own recent thoughts and experiences. From the beginning of January to mid-March of this year, I traveled to ancient I traveled the ancient Silk Road of China, China from the east to the west, wow. shooting footage for an independent documentary. From the limelight on consumerist Beijing to the forgotten minority groups of Western China, I was struck by the tremendous diversity. China is a land of contradictions. Uh, she's an ancient land trying to find her place in the modern world while being tugged on by the forces of economy, politics, and justice. As Westerners, we need to see past her ugly scars into her unique beauty. This is the heart of our documentary, to allow people to see China with eyes wide open, yet to grow, to understand, and truly love her. Your article helped fill me with hope, uh, filled me with hope to see that we are not alone in this effort. She's from Lindale, Texas. Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, okay, cool. Neat. People actually read the magazine. <laughs> the Injustice Issue. Uh, this is from Seth Simmons. Congrats to Relevant on the most substantive issue in months. Considering we come out every other month, maybe he's just talking about the last two issues. Yeah, he's saying it's the most substantive issue since the last one. Okay. <laughs> My biggest dissatisfaction with the magazine over the years has been the lack of a strong stand theologically. Most of the time, the articles that dig deeper than a cursory level are more descriptive and less committed to a specific defensible truth. I would much rather come away from a story solidly agreeing or disagreeing and having something to respond to in discussion. Thank you for the solid list of panelists you consulted for the issues cover story. I realize Relevant leads more toward the McLaren approach to life and theology, and I can see uh, certain values in that, although I believe McLaren enjoys getting cozy with the heresy line a bit too much. But you've got to love Chuck Colson's paragraphs. They're absolutely unequivocal. One has no problem whatsoever understanding exactly what he's saying, agree or disagree. I can almost never say the same for McLaren. Anyway, solid cover story this month. Seth Simmons. So the first paragraph was to us. The second paragraph, he just wanted to throw McLaren under the bus. <laughs> so I think that's a, a, a valid point. Do, do, do we do we cozy up to the McLaren? No, so, I don't agree with that. I mean, the first bit about how it was a very substantive issue. I feel like. Oh yeah, everything mm-hmm. Nicey said was totally valid. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the, just kidding. There's plenty of validity. What he said about us uh, sometimes. You know, kind of just showing different different viewpoints and not really you walk away with a clear like agreement or disagreement is a is a criticism we have of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I think you'll see a pointed and marked difference in that yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Uh, the magazine will probably piss you off a lot more. Yeah, and I'm trying I'm to really, jump off the fence. No, basically. I'm really glad yeah. that he he brought up that point because it's really confirmation of kind of the direction that we're looking to take the sure. funny thing though like you said he we cause he said we cozy up to the mclaren line the the people who are on the more liberal side of the theological line think we are way too conservative yeah, they think we cozy up with the chuck colson line. yeah and the people who are way conservative think we're way too liberal um we're honestly neither and we see validity in a wide variety of perspectives of theology of cons- you know cultural engagement and politics and all those things so you know, if if we ever get to the point where we are um, easily defined by a certain camp, I'm done. Mm. We, we've we've failed. We do not cozy up. Yeah, and uh, we try our best not to. We try our best to find the truth and the good in all the different streams of what God's doing today. You yeah. know, I feel like once you kind of put down your tent post and say this, we have found the truth, then you've missed it. Yep. Yeah. You know. So absolutely well put. And it's interesting that I just think it's funny because, you know, probably we'll get another email, you know, today that'll say you guys are 
way too conservative. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, Lori Webster wrote in about the uh, animal encounters. She said she moved to a small remote Alaskan town about a year ago to run a bed and breakfast. Let me guess. Vampires. In, <laughs> H- in Haines, Alaska, you can experience all sorts of wildlife up close and personal, such as black and brown bears, moose, bald eagles, and that's not mentioning the sea life, humpback whales, orcas, and seals that I've gotten to see since I moved here. Last summer, I got to go out to Chilkoot River a few times, a spot that's become known for tourists and bear watching. Wait, for tourist watching? She wrote for tourist slash bear watching. So I guess where I they, that's where they go you, for tourist you watch watching. watch a little bit about yeah. <laughs> It's not watching bear tourists. <laughs> Uh, on one trip alone, we saw a total of seven bears out fishing for their supper. This one time, though, there was a large brown bear, a.k.a. a grizzly, that was walking along the bank on the same side as the road where there was a group of about 24 tourists following it within about 30 feet up the hill from it. Um, I was staying in the car when the locals or with the locals that took me out there. Sure enough, this bear got spooked and it charged up the hill right in between the front of our vehicle and the group of onlookers. The people that weren't in their vehicles began to run for their lives. I was sure I was going to watch someone get mauled by a bear. Bear. A bar. 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 A bar. The country bear jamboree just came out. Um, <laughs> however, the, that grizzly simply ran across the road and to the forest on the opposite side. The bears in Alaska are nice, even to the not-so-smart tours. And they actually fish with poles. <laughs> Why the poles? Are the finish not very good at fishing? No. <laughs> How many poles does it take to catch a fish? <laughs> Six. <laughs> I don't know. Just, that's a lot, <laughs> isn't it? It's more normal. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, this is interesting. It's about relevant. Feedback from a subscriber. Definitely feel free to take my opinion for what it's worth. This is from Michael Muniz. I love the concept, loved, past tense, the concept of Relevant Magazine, have been subscriber for years, but recently I feel like the content in the magazine is becoming more and more irrelevant to those that are not supposedly steeped in Christian subculture. It seems like every other page is an ad for a worship band or seminary program or a pastor's conference or other very churchy things. For example, putting Pastor Rob Bell's face on the cover instead of Natasha Bedingfield. I love Rob Bell, but it just doesn't seem like the most missional choice for the cover. I realize that creating a magazine that reaches Christian subculture is probably easier, but it's not keeping you guys on the cutting edge of making faith relevant to those that are not Christians yet. I am now a lot less likely to use a magazine as a tool to include my non-Christian friends in a conversation about faith. Just food for thought. Um, He touched on something that's interesting. A couple things here. Number one, we are not trying to make faith relevant to those who aren't Christians yet. That's not what the name stands for. The, The magazine covers things that are relevant to our lives. So it's issues of money and relationships and faith and culture and you know it's things that are relevant to our lives it's not relevant trying to, to make life. faith or god relevant right. to somebody yeah. else it has nothing to do yeah. about you god, god's relevant enough without us having to you know try and pretty him up right you know so that's number one number two he was he was talking about the ads and we internally also feel that while the magazine would not exist without the support of our advertisers, that there is a uh, a balance that's missing, that our content is very balanced between kind of uh, Christian things and mainstream things and whatever. And our advertising typically is more Christian market advertising. So what are we doing to do that? We want the advertising to have the same balance that we put into the editorial. So we're behind the scenes working right now towards um, bridging over into getting mainstream advertising included in the magazine. We're working very hard on building those relationships. So we totally value the Christian advertisers that support the magazine. What we need to do is balance that with the Adidas's and the yeah. you know Sprites and stuff like that who also want to reach our consumer base. So we're working on that. And it's always interesting to me too to hear people's perceptions that like 
okay, we cover way too much Christian stuff. Well, I can absolutely assure you in any issue, one third of our progressive culture coverage is Christian. That's that never changes. So it's, it's never going to be a situation of like, Oh, they really start covering so much Christian subculture. Well, it's the same as it's always been. It's kind of like when people write in, they're like, there's so many ads in the magazine now. It's like, there's the exact same ratio of ads that there have always been. It hasn't changed Mm -hmm. by one page you know right. and it's just funny how like perceptions can become reality for people right you know? it, well you know and the advertising changes the balance so i can i mean i can and, see and that it, yeah, I, com- I completely understand how you would get that impression looking through the magazine seeing the advertising correlating that to the content and all of a sudden you think that the content is you know heavy on something when really it's not right you know mm. so okay so the question of rob bell and natasha Bedingfield. I, I would have to say that i would if I had a choice of looking at two photographs, I know where I'd look. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this was a point of discussion in house. I'll tell you. I'll explain uh, our decision. This is, if you don't know, the issue is the January issue. Rob Bill was on the cover. Inside the magazine, there were a wide variety of normal balance of features, and Natasha Bedingfield is, was one of the features. Uh, why did we put Rob on the cover? Well, two things were at play here. If you were to do a magazine that covered uh, faith, culture entertainment, life in your 20s. You know, if you look at a year holistically, you have seven issues, or we have seven issues. We want to make sure that at the end of the year, we've had a pretty good balance, a representative balance of what this magazine is. So we try for no more than like three now having a band on the cover. We want one or two to be an issue, you know, whether it be a newsworthy current events issue, political or something like that. Um, And then we, you know, if it's a Christian worldview that we have, you would think that, you know, maybe those issues, or maybe there's somebody coming out of the Christian world that's worth taking to mainstream newsstands, that's worth talking to. And if you were to look at the Christian world, 20-somethings Christian world, who would be the one voice, the one person that you think you could put on a cover? And for our, from our vantage point, uh, Rob Bell was... was one of those people. Yeah, from the standpoint yeah. of newsworthiness. So we had an interview with Rob in there. We had an interview with Natasha. We've, we've ha- now had two features with Natasha. Um, we, we had just put a band on the previous cover. Um, we didn't want to, it was, uh, or Bob Dylan was yeah. on the previous cover and, uh, we were, a lot of criticism was getting thrown at us. Like you guys have too many bands on the cover, put somebody else on the cover, put an author on the cover, put somebody other than the band on the cover. And we thought, Hey, this is a great opportunity. We just did music. It's a great opportunity to do something we've never done before. Let's throw Rob Bell on the cover and see what happens. You know, mm. the next issue, the March issue, we actually signed on with a major mainstream newsstand distributor, and so this, the January one, was the last issue where our primary distribution was in the Christian market. So we thought of all the times that it would actually sell well and do well, since he's not really known out on the mainstream newsstands, uh, this would be the probably the last issue that we could get away with it and, and not hurt the mainstream sell through because there really wasn't much at the time. Uh, so we thought this is kind of the perfect storm. Uh, this is the right time to do it. So we put Rob on the cover and we got a lot of positive feedback about it. Uh, are we going to keep putting pastors on the cover? Probably not. Yeah. But uh, in the context out of five years of doing this magazine, mm-hmm. having one pastor on the cover does not mean that we've done too much Christian content. Yeah. So. Um, and I would say, we got a lot of positive feedback about like uh, over and over. Like the interview was fantastic. However, Rob Bell, Rob Bell's eyes are creepy, and mm-hmm. they follow you around the room. They do. They now, do. Rob Bell himself, his eyes are not creepy. No, not not Rob 
Bell himself, the the photo. Although, I if mean, you're I in a room, he, if you're he, in a room with be. him, he may actually be following you around the room right. with his eyes. So the, the we seriously, it was probably three to one the number of emails we got. Um, you know, the one being. Uh, hey, I enjoyed the interview, and here's thoughts or feedback about the interview. The three being, uh, I put it on my coffee table, and his eyes follow you all over the room. No matter where it's you like are. he's burning a hole through your body with his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Hammer Time, uh, James Murray wrote in and said he was re-listening to the February 15th podcast, and we couldn't find the MC Hammer Dance website. Well, he found it. Oh, excellent. It's dancejam.com. He said it looks pretty earth-shattering. So there you go if oh, anybody good. was looking for it. I've been tirelessly looking. Miranda Heights said, I've read your magazine for years, and always, she always loves the bands we cover. Correct me if I've never seen it, but I've never seen you guys ever write about Hanson. And she then and... went on to talk about all the reasons why we should cover Hanson. Hmm. Is she joking? Nope. Hmm. Well, I mean, they're, Christ- they're all Christian guys. But, that's, but in her entire email was in pink comic sans bold, so I'm thinking... <laughs> so Hanson. I don't know so if Hansen. it would... If we really let's put him on the cover. I don't know if this podcast has the scope to itemize the reasons why we haven't covered him. <laughs> <laughs> We're already nearing the end. We we don't have time, yeah, so we should move on. <laughs> we could just have a, the big on. the big word um, could just be umbop. We we want them and we can't get them. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, one was uh, moguls are found in Monday, Texas. James Jackson Jr. wrote in and told us uh, he moguls. There's actually a school mascot of the little town Monday, Texas, is the mogul. Mm. What's wow. it look like? Uh, conquistador, kind of. Hmm. That's not a mogul. No. <laughs> They're monkey-like creatures. With uh, tiny hands. The mogul is a fierce and powerful warrior, a conqueror of India that used ingenious fighting tactics. Moguls were considered great horsemen and fought with a rudimentary artillery. Is that not Mongol? No. <laughs> they're, they're two separate ones, but I think... No, I don't think that's correct. I think <laughs> yeah, they're... It's tiny uh, hands. A uh, small primate. They're very gullible primate, if you'll remember. <laughs> What's the voice again? Did did he just bash Bill over the head with a hammer? No, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't it? I believe it was. Yeah, no, it that's was, it. It's that's closer to the, the, the uh, music reviewer. I think you just hit... <laughs> the music reviewer. I think you just hit Bill on the head with that hammer. <laughs> and he's got a three musketeers bar. We should probably just go up there and see what's going on. <laughs> H. Lloyd Kinsley. I used to watch WWE wrestling, but of course I grew out of it, but a friend of mine still loves it, and I record it for her. Oh, a sure. friend. Is this, a friend. Triple H. this is from uh, Regina from London, Kentucky. <laughs> London, no, Kentucky. no, no, no. I know London, Kentucky. Okay. Um, so tonight when I got home, I turned on my TV, and a guy named William Regal, a Brit in the business, was Ew. talking about some kind of match or whatever to John Cena, and it involved Triple H. The day you all were talking about Lloyd being the only one who said... H, like H, in the back of my mind, I knew I heard another bird say it like that, and lo and behold, if the first words that didn't come out of William Regal's mouth was triple H. So I just wanted to let Lloyd know he's not the only one saying the letter wrong. A bad actor on WWE says it that way, too. <laughs> wow. You're in good company. You yeah. wanted to go to that, didn't you? He got, he got fired recently because of drug abuse. Really? Uh, the, uh, a friend the told me. WrestleMania was here in Orlando, and it set a record... Oh, like 73,000 people were there. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I nearly was one of them. I just at the last minute thought, I can't Dude, buy tickets. At the Magic game two nights before, the um, Jimmy, one of the managers, Jimmy something, 
like fabulous Jimmy. He's been there for like 20 years or something. He, oh, Jimmy yeah. Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Oh, he, Jimmy the, ma- uh, the no. Mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mouth of yeah, Memphis Jimmy or something Hart. like that. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Hart was walking around giving people free tickets to WrestleMania. What? At the Magic Game. At the Magic Game. And I was, and I was, he was like three sections over, but I almost tried to get over there to get him for you. But then people would think I was running over there for me. <laughs> no, so. Well, here's the thing. I, had I known... Because I got an email from a publicist a couple days from before WrestleMania, and I guess their bands were playing there, and they were like, would you like tickets to WrestleMania uh, for these bands? I thought, I'd go, but no one in their right mind would go with me. So I just... I went I, to it. When they did a UK event, I went to it. Yeah. Well, had I known, had I known that, uh, you know, there was, was someone here that was, boy. Yeah, that there was someone here that was that decadent and depraved, then I, uh, I would have jumped on it just for you Lloyd thanks but I thought no no one could possibly be that low class <laughs> that I know Aww. how dare you how I'm dare you kidding. sir alright well you know what that that will do it for kind of the recap I didn't get anywhere near through them I mean there's several hundred emails just in that one and we didn't even get over to the editorial at relevantmagazine.com account so anyway maybe I'll just pepper those throughout the future mm. I don't know kind of catch up emails if we feel nice. like it if we feel like it we haven't done a lot of feedback lately so I figured it'd be good to do a little bit of overkill yep um, okay, so that'll do it for this week's feedback. What I, I want to do is something a little different for next week's feedback. So here's this week's question. Editorial question of the week. Hey. I would like, we do this about once a year. I would like you guys to ask us a question. Any, right. any question at all. It could any. be serious, like some of these were, about the magazine or things. It could be ridiculous. Yeah, it could and, be anything. And it can be a question for all of us, like as a company. It can be a question for us individually. It cannot be rude. Um, no, it can be no incre- rudeness. It can be incredibly rude. It can be like, oh, can it? Yeah, it can be like Adam. Why are you so stupid? And be like, oh no, I meant I, like sexually rude. I don't rude. know why. Um, <laughs> it can't be like. Oh, it can't be lewd. Oh, lewd. You mean it can't be? No, lewd. I, was, I said rude, but just I meant that kind of rude. Isn't that lewd? They say that word though over there. I love it when you say they. Somehow it has more disdain on it than any word you've ever said. They. (laughs) They being Brits say things we don't say. They use that word differently than we do. Hmm. True. Some would say more correct. How rude. So, but it can, they can ask that question. We just won't read it on the podcast. (laughs) They can ask whatever they want, but we may not read it. It's not like we're going to charge them 10 bucks to grow a mustache. It's free. They can ask us anything they want for free. But this, this is always fun. We're so nice. Um, It's free. You know, we really are. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they appreciate the fact that we ask them a question and allow them to answer without any charge to them whatsoever. Um, I should email them invoices. <laughs> Look at me and my zany operation yeah, mind. One dollar and three cents <laughs> for each question. Yeah, the amount of time that it cost us to answer your question. If, I'll do that. if you add up the four salaries yeah. in this room and break it yeah. to a permanent cost. <laughs> See if you can figure it out based okay. upon but the time frame up. of asking each question. And then every So people uh, write in hoping their their email is not selected. Because then they would get charged. Right. And then each payment must be made in cash. It must be exact change. Non-traceable. And must contain a couple Susan B. Anthony dollars. Okay. So write into feedback at relevantmagazine.com or editorial at relevantmagazine.com and uh, just ask us a question. Let's flip it up. Flip it up. Flip yeah. it up. Mix, stir the pot a little. So on that note, uh, we will wrap up this week's podcast. Many thanks to Dismiss for coming through. You can check them out at dismiss.com uh, or their MySpace page if you want to just listen to the music. 
Like if you're a freeloader, you can go to their MySpace page. How do you spell Mus? This Mus. M A S. I already did that. It's D I Z M A S. Well, in case you missed it before, <laughs> that's what it is. Dismiss.com. Uh, next week, um, I think I might run that interview with Leland that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. And mm. I feel like we, we may have a, an innovative new game for you as Ooh, well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We don't want to give away too much, but... You have a new game plan? Oh, mercy. We have a bunch of new games. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, one in question, though, you can. Uh, we're going to have you know someone in the studio play it, and you can play along at home. <laughs> oh gosh, that's the best part about it. Uh, just alert the paramedics of what you're doing before. Yeah, you start go playing. ahead and just have someone standing by with a phone and a fire extinguisher, like able to dial nine one one. Yeah, a fire extinguisher and just some, maybe some something to induce vomiting. That's good. Okay, so that'll be next week. Make sure to tune in. On that note, we will close things out. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Adam Smith. Thank you for your time, all. I'm General Zod. We'll see you next week. I don't see you doing the podcast.